Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Less Panic, More Peace. This is actually the first episode where we have a returning guest on the podcast today. She was on the pod in December of 2020, and obviously a lot has changed um, in both of our lives um, along with the world. So that's why I would love to have my friend Sonia Hunt back on again. She is now a published author of her book, The Nut Job. She had multiple food allergies, one where she couldn't even go out of the house without you know, having a rash or some allergic reaction. And now she has fully eliminated her allergies. I wanted to show living proof of the beginning and end of the journey or start of a new journey. And I want to show the light at the end of the tunnel with Sonia's journey. So as important as it is for all of us to see the darkness and what can happen when someone has an allergic reaction, it's as significant to display the light and the hope that will always be there if you just keep going and keep prevailing. So without further ado, I would love to introduce you all to my friend, Sonia Hunt. How are you doing today? Hi, what a great intro. Thank you. <laughs> How are you doing today? I am great. It's a beautiful day. And even though the world is still kind of nutty, I'm doing great. <laughs> That's awesome. So I know the first time you were on the podcast, I actually found you on a TED Talk, like that 1 million view ticked uh, TED Talk, I think it is. Yeah. Um, it was- it was a great TED talk and you just basically talked about your story. And I'm sure I think the reason why it honestly got a lot of views was because you were just so honest, you know, you were just telling your story and sharing your story. And I think that's what people love about you and how you just express your vulnerability at the same time, right? The world is so superficial nowadays, especially with like social media and all of that. You were so open to share your experience. And that's what led a lot of other food allergy advocates and be like, oh my God, maybe I should talk about my allergies. Maybe I can talk about my conditions. Maybe I can talk about something that's different about me. So I think that was so cool of you to do. So can you share a little bit about that? Like TED talk experience? I know we talked yeah. about it, but yeah. Thank us. you. Yeah. Thank you so much. And, and, you know, you picked on something, picked up on something so important to me, right? Cause like all of my life, you know, I always felt like I was seeing the world through the lens of a peanut allergy, right? And that allergy. And I just hid myself and the true, like, who am I? Um, you know, what do I want to do in the world? And, and it's been a lifetime to actually let that inner person come out and have a voice and speak her voice and speak her truth. Um, and lots of trials and tribulations. And in 2015, when I did that TED talk, it was like kind of the beginning of starting to let everything go, if you know what I mean, right? Because at that point, you know, I had been through four severe, severe anaphylactic on the ER table, almost dead incidents, right? The last being in 2008. And I had learned so much. And and when I did that TED Talk, I was already, you know, in a sense, like halfway, you know, there's a 10-year time period after 2008, where I just said to myself, like, I got to change everything in my life because what I'm doing right now doesn't work because here I am back on the ER table again and everything I thought I knew, apparently I didn't know. So let's like try to reset and like revive my health. Um, but, but that really was not just about my physical health, right? I think, you know, similarly, probably a lot of people can relate to this. You know, we found out I had food allergies when I was three. And the, the area that we focused on like a hundred percent was physical health, right? Cause you want to make sure that you can eat safely, healthily, 
you know, you're not having these reactions. And if you are having reaction, you got to make sure you know what you're doing, right? EpiPens, Benetrils, ER, doctors, all that stuff. But what I realized like in my journey was I never paid attention to mental health, spiritual health, or emotional health. So here I was back, you know, on the ER table in 2008, and I'm telling this story in my TED talk. And when I'm saying like, I just felt like I was doing everything wrong is because those other areas, right, of like holistic health, they were so important in my life, you know, and, and like my head was always just like messed up and I didn't have a really good or strong sense of like my body or who I was or who I looked. And so I just kept hiding myself for so, so many years. And, um, and in, you know, when I did that TED talk, it was really the beginning of starting to shed all that toxicity, negativity, and just starting to be like, you know, I had read, I was rediscovering myself. And now I wanted the world to just be like, Hey, if you want to get to know me, like, you know, here's what all I'm all about. And, and it really became, you know, that journey over the last, you know, 10 years for me. Yeah. From what I'm hearing, it's more of like a spiritual awakening, if you will, you know, it's yeah. the mentality of everything. It's not only physical it's the mental mindset and that can go with, you know, for people who don't even have food allergies at all, you know, if they're like suffering with something and they don't know how to deal with it on a, it's like a physical level of suffering. Right. But you're yeah. also, your mind plays a role in it a lot. You know, there's a lot of mind games. There's a lot of um, mental strategies they have to do. And so how do you kind of help that? You know, how do you face that when there's, when there's something that you feel is just off with your body, your health, your physical health, how do you all of a sudden switch to something? So, you know, a great mindset. Yeah. And, and I will say that changing mindset, which, you know, I, I write about this journey in my book and, and I created a program and it's like the very first step you know, and I think it's one of the biggest steps that has helped me in life in general, not just only with my food allergies, because again, like imagine for so many years, I was down on myself, you know, and the net net was like, I just didn't love myself. Right. And it took so many years to actually figure that out. Right. And so I was always like, why do I feel crappy about myself? I have so many great things to offer the world. And, and yet every time I look in the mirror, all I see is like hives and allergies and things like that. Right. So I had to change that lens in my world. And I knew that if I couldn't like, you know, really get my mindset in a positive and healthy place, like I was never going to be able to transform my physical health or mental, spiritual, emotional, right. Any of it. Mm -hmm. And, and I think like robotically in the past, I've always, you know, just done stuff for my physical health, like working out and eating right or cooking, but I had to really step back. And it's like this process, like you were saying, awakening, it's like becoming conscious about the stuff. So like consciously say, thinking about what exercise are you going to do or consciously thinking about what foods you're going to cook or what ingredients you're choosing. So for me, the mindset, you know, change which I worked on a lot. And I'm somebody who's like really big on, let's get like a whiteboard. Let's draw a lot of stuff on the whiteboard. Let's put ideas. And, you know, if I'm like working out and I think of something, I'll jot it down on my phone. I'll come back and I'll throw it on the whiteboard, right? Like think of like a big like mood board, but there's all these concepts and ideas. And I was strategizing, um, you know, how do I get from like this negative mindset to a positive mindset? 
or is there such a thing? And, you know, in the 10 years past my 2008 incident, like I did, like, I, I, so like I became a researcher as well. I did all this research and talked with all these medical professionals about um, types of mindset, you know, and a growth mindset is what I found out that I was trying to achieve. And so like, how do you do that, right? What are the steps to take on a daily day basis? And even like, one thing that I, you know, put in my book that I love to do is I have like, you know, little yellow stickies and I write like sayings or words on them. And in, you know, my bathroom mirror, I stick them all there. And it could be anything like, you know, get up and work out, or it could be anything like you're beautiful, or it could be something like, don't do this. And I just kept adding and adding and adding like to my mirror. And it was like covered with all these sayings or things that I wanted to keep repeating to myself to start getting out of that hole, right? That was like one small step that I write about. Um, but taking steps like that on a daily basis to really figure out like, okay, if I'm a negative place, what does positivity look like to me? So I would like put it on my whiteboard or I journal it out. And then I'd figure like, what are those things that I could do to be positive? Like, should I be around positive people? Should I be reading positive sayings, you know, putting them on my mirror, books, things like that. Um, so we all can do it. And it definitely takes time and effort, but it's so worth it. Yeah, for sure. Everything you're saying is just right on target because I have exactly like my dad put you are beautiful stickers on my mirror, on my sister and I's mirror, right? And like, you can do it, all these stickers. And he just does it because he think he believes that if you put positivity like around you, you are going to become positive. You're going to automatically kind of flip the switch. It's kind of in a way like manifestation you're putting out or like the law of uh, assumption or the law, you know, like you're putting out positive energy and you're seeing that energy back. So yeah. it's kind of that it's the universe in a way, right? If you kind of just yeah. change your mindset, everything else follows after that. So if you, if you try to become positive, say, Hey, I'm beautiful. I'm perfect. I can do, I'm not perfect, but I can try my best. You know, it's just putting out positivity out in the world. And obviously that worked for you because <laughs> you now published a book and eliminated all food allergies. So can you tell us a little bit about the nut job? You know, what, why you chose the name? I'm actually really curious why you chose the name, like all that stuff. Can you tell us? Yeah. And there was a sticky that said, girl, you better finish this book <laughs> <laughs> that I had up there. Yes. Um, so it was a three-year journey, but really, you know, like a lifetime. And again, like after my, um, you know, incident in 2008, when I completely changed everything. Um, and when I did the TED Talk, I was, that's when it sunk into me that I was like, you know what, this story really needs to be shared with the world. Um, but people, I think, you know, we all struggle with, um, how do I get started? Right. And so in my head, I was like, you know, I didn't just want to write a book about my story. I actually wanted to write a book that had steps on how people could get healthy. Right. And, um, as I'm not a medical professional, I did not want to say, nor would I have said, if you do one plus two, you're going to get three, right? Because in any program, like you just never know. Even with like weight loss programs, you could do them and you could still not lose the 10 pounds. And then you're just like, you know, aggravated of like, why didn't it happen? 
So what I did was, um, as I started documenting my journey, I started to write a story for the book that, of course, was like my personal story of everything we went through. But how did I actually transform my health? Right? I said I was going to do it when I was in the ER. Now, what did I actually do and how did I transform it? And I put together a program and I call it Three to Be, which is really easy. And it's like three principles and three steps in each. And the program is really all about embedding holistic themes in your life. So think about my themes are be healthy, be safe, and be well. And the reason I chose those was because, you know, years ago, and I talked to my parents about it again when I was writing this book, you know, and I said, when you wanted children, you know, and, and you said, you know, we're going we're gonna to try to have children now, and then you had all three of us. What were like the wishes? What were the things that you really wanted for us? And, and my parents said that, you know, we always were so grateful that our children were healthy. You know, we always wanted to make sure that they were safe at all times and we wanted them to prosper in life. And I love those three themes, right? Because they're themes in our lives. And then re- part of research for the book, I started asking a lot of other parents, like, do you agree with this or what would you want? And everything that somebody said fell into one of these themes. And I thought, wow, wouldn't it be beautiful? if we were healthy, safe, and well in everything that we do, not just in our health, right? So I started crafting this story around my story, but also these are like themes I embedded. And then in each area and be healthy, be safe, and be well, there were kind of like these steps that I did. And again, each step, like changing your mindset, it's not something that you do and then you go away. This is a theme for your life, right? Finding your support team, it's a theme for your life, right? So this is how I approached it. And when I was thinking about the name for the book and the book cover, you know, part of that personality that I wanted to come out, right, is I'm silly. Even as I age, I'm a silly person. I love to laugh. You know, I always say, if I can't laugh at myself, then boohoo on me. So nut job was such like the perfect word because this whole process has been crazy and nutty. And yes, I've been called a nut job in the past, which didn't feel good at all, but it kind of had like this duality, you know, meaning. Um, and the cover of the book, which I designed myself, it has a lot of meaning, again, just how I saw the world right through that lens of like a nut allergy. Yeah, that's so yeah. awesome. So it's nut job, how I crushed my food allergies to thrive. And it was on, it was number one on Amazon, right? Or something like it. I know. So crazy, right? It's awesome. It hit number one bestseller a few times and number one hot release also a few times. Um, And just like so crazy to have all of that happen, you know? Yes, I know. I know. (laughs) I can, I can relate. Literally, I, I just, so I wrote my book, right. And I published it September, I think. And, um, it was just kind of so like, just, I, when I published, when I hit the publishing, I don't know if you felt the same way, but when I hit like the publish button on Amazon, I just felt like a rush of emotions because it's like all the hard work, not even the hard work, but it's just something that you're putting out into the world. Like you made this book, for example, like you, yeah. you created this book out of like, it would be, it's, it was nothing, right. There was, it was out yeah. of thin air, right. And you did it and you published words and, and on pages of the, I just think it's like, so cool. I, I don't know, like you're an author, I'm an author. So it's kind of cool to think about right? it like that. Right. And Absolutely. so it's just like, you, you wrote the book and it's helping so many people. And obviously on Amazon, you're helping people and you're impacting people with food allergies, which I think is so inspirational. No, I'm super, super proud of it. And, and, you know, like for me, 
specifically, right? This this allows me to like further my own platform. And and I would say, you know, my platform, you know, the the crux of it is really around what I call, you know, multicultural healing. Mm-hmm. So for for people of different ethnicities and cultures, I had so many people reach out to me and say, my child has food allergies and we never see somebody that looks like her and now we do. And it just like touched my heart because, you know, in the South Asian community and other Asian communities and in the black community, there's such high rates of food related issues and disease, including food allergies. So it's like my platform is really about that multicultural healing and, um, you know, and giving people a friend to be like, I know what you're going through. I've been through it myself. Let me share, you know, um, how I got through it and, and building, you know, that kind of community through content, through different products, like writing books. And yeah, it's, it's really, really exciting to see it in your hands. (laughs) I know. I think that the end goal is just awesome, but like what kept you going? Obviously it's, it took you, how long did it take you again? It was three years working full time and I have like a very aggressive, you know, job and big teams under me and stuff. So, you know, what happened was in 2020, when we were in shelter in place, I called my editor and I said, if we do not finish editing this book this year, shame on me. (laughs) Because, Mm -hmm. you know, I just like, when do you get time where you're not commuting? You don't have to go into school or into the office or anything. You're home. And I mean, truly, I'm like, you know, in uh, Zoom meetings and stuff, 10, 12 hours a day. So I had to find time on top of that and weekends. But we set it right in March and we absolutely, you know, we're dedicated to it and we got it done. And as I started getting closer and closer, so we kind of finished everything at the end of the 2020. And, and the last testing that I did, set of testing, which was a third round, um, was in 2021. So what happened was I I think you and I talked a year ago and months before you and I talked, you know, I had gotten test results that my food allergies were gone. And but I just partially I didn't believe it. And so I kept having different physicians run the same test over and over because <laughs> I didn't believe it. And and then in 2021, we ran the tests again. Um and also with my allergist, and they showed the same thing. And and all the doctors said, you know, you're in remission. So we ended up changing the entire ending of the book because it was like done. It ended a different way. And then we were like screaming that, oh my God, I can't believe this. Now we've got to like, you know, change all of this. So um, why did you change it? Time. Like, because you just wanted to like actually now, be real, right? Because yeah, well, meaning like the original ending of the book didn't say that I was in remission. Um I changed it now to say, okay, you know, we've gone through this whole process and now we've learned that I'm in remission and everything. And and I've got even some like tests in the back of the book so people can see like what it looks like. Um, And so we needed, we felt like we needed to share that with the world, you know, like we couldn't publish the book until we rewrote that whole like ending and stuff. And then we wanted to tell everybody what had happened. And so it got pushed out, like the launch got pushed out until the end of 21, which was fine, but, um, it was amazing news to share. That's great. So tell us a little bit how, how that happened. Like eliminating your food allergies in itself is just a big part. That's like a big part of your life, to be honest. Huge, huge, huge. And I will say like, 
you know, that three to be like all those steps that I have in my book, each one of them is like had a profound effect on again, like body, mind, spirit, and emotions, right? So all of my physical, mental, spiritual, emotional health got transformed. Um, you know, for over 10 years, one of the things I've been doing is working. Of course, I have my allergists, my primary care doctors, but I also have um, MDs that are Ayurvedic doctors and functional medicine doctors. And what one of the big changes I did was I brought all these people together and I started leading and saying, all right, guys, you know, I'm going down a path where I have a North Star now. And that North Star is to age healthily while getting rid of my food allergies. I don't know if that can happen, but let's try. And the biggest thing we need to do is figure out like, why in the world does this keep happening to me, right? I just can't be on the ER table again on a fifth time. Like I'm not a cat. I don't have nine lives. Mm -hmm. So we brought them all together and I was on Western medication, you know, for a long time after that, but I kept telling my doctor that that medication is so strong and it was just making me feel so like loopy and crazy airheady, you know, that I just was having a lot of side effects. I didn't want to be on it long-term. So this is where like Ayurvedic medicine, functional medicine came in with like, are there um, different options of things that I can take, you know, that will keep my immune system strong and boosted. And one of the things we realized, like I literally tested probably every single possible thing you could test in your body, you know, over, over in a period of 10 years. Right. Um, and we found out that my gut health was like in horrible shape. I had something called leaky gut and there's a ton of, you know, new research about the relationship between gut health and food allergies. So it was kind of like testing, tweaking, adding the right supplements into my life changing all my eating again, changing like my exercise again. And now we have like a really positive mental health status. So it was like everything together. But I will say that that like getting to root cause of even like understanding that I had gut issues and what effect that was having on my body. Like we changed products that I used for like toothpaste because oral microbiome is like where everything starts. Um, so it was quite a lot of research, you know, mm -hmm. and, and working with these multiple doctors. But in 2015, we saw, because I usually get allergy tested every year, and we saw the severity of my allergies starting to get less and less and less. So that was the year in 2015 that I did the TED Talk. And so imagine, you know, 2015 plus five years to 2020, they eventually went away. And so you know, the why, you know, what I write in my book and in talking to my allergist, um, you know, I wrote, there's like a formula of a couple of things, right? One is just the sheer will to go after this and say, I am going to do it. And I absolutely like did everything I could to make it happen. I was that determined, right? And it's with complete, you know, dissection into my health and how my body functions with medical professionals and what's right for me and what's not and testing and tweaking, discovering, you know, new genetic predispositions, right? Discovering foods that I thought I could eat, I couldn't eat. And they were having other effects on my health. So it was a really, really, you know, 10 years seems to be like a long process, but, you know, allergies don't just go away overnight, right? Um, yeah. So, so it's quite a lot, but 
So, you know, and then of course, with a little bit of luck, you know, I think we make luck happen in our world too, but yeah, I'm, I'm knock on wood still in remission. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. That's an amazing story here. And what I've noticed is that throughout 10 years, right. You've kind of been speaking about it, obviously spoke about it in your book. You've always kept like a smile on your face. You know, you kind of always had a, like a positive attitude in a way, like t- when you're telling the story, you kind of didn't really, you never like complained about it in a way you just kind of said, okay, accepted. Yes, this happened to me. I have to do a lot of research. I've done a lot of work and you were just determined to get rid of it or not even only get rid of it, but to share your story to the world and to hopefully help other people who have food allergies and who are in that position you were like five years ago, you know, in 2015, when you did the Ted talk. And I think that's so amazing because not everybody can do that, you know? Yeah, no. And that's the part of like that, who I am that needed to come out. Right. And, and look, this is the one life we get. I want to make sure I'm spreading light and love in the world. I want to have fun every day. I want to laugh every day. And I'm so lucky to have like, you know, my fingers, my toes, my arms, my legs, like, you know what I mean? Roof over my head. Like, I'm so, so grateful for all of that. And it truly has been devastating to be almost dead on an ER table multiple times. But I really believe that I had to go through all of that for a reason to get to like where I am in life now. And, and my purpose is to help people get through Mm -hmm. what they're struggling with because with food allergies, it is so hard unless someone, you know, like you and I can completely relate to each other and be empathetic because we're going through it together. Mm -hmm. But most people cannot because they haven't gone through that. Right. right? And there's so many other elements to it. So Mm -hmm. for, you know, 85 million plus people out there in the U.S., um, yeah, I want to be a champion for them. Yeah. And you are, you have been an inspiration um, (laughs) for people with food allergies. And I think that's just so amazing. And we're all kind of just piggybacking off of each other in this community and kind of helping each other out, which is awesome. And that's what I love why, you know, having the food allergy community fair, like the greatest resource of all time, you know, Um, I think, I think it's just so cool that we're all just going together and doing something that can hopefully change the world for the better. Yeah, absolutely. I want to take a little intermission now. So I don't remember the last podcast when you were on it. Did we do like the segment of five fast five questions? We did. We did. Okay. So I've been doing it for a while then. Yeah. So yeah, we're going to do that again. We're going to do part two and see if you can beat your uh, time from last time. I don't know. I don't think we timed you. I think I I just started time. No. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll see. Okay. So we're going to do like Fast five questions. If you're okay. it's like Ellen's burning questions or yeah. 74 questions on Vogue. Just five quick questions and we'll see how fast you can do it. All right. Let me know when you're ready. Okay. Okay. So go to restaurant place that accommodated your pre- previous allergies. Oh, the name of the restaurant? Yes. That you near uh, you. Oh, near me. Um, oh, gosh. I haven't been out to eat in so long because of COVID. <laughs> um, like but I will food. say uh, Boulevard. Okay. Um, number one food allergy resource for you. Oh, wow. Uh, Fair is such an amazing resource. Yeah. Someone you look up to as inspiration. My mom. Go-to steps of an allergic reaction. EpiPen. EpiPen. <laughs> <laughs> one word or sentence you would tell the world if you had everyone's attention. Ah, you are the hope in the world. 
Awesome. Okay. That took like 40 seconds. That was really <laughs> fast. That was pretty fast. I don't want to take up too much of your time, but I want to no, no. share a little like a story. I feel like everyone loves stories. Everyone wants to hear some stories of about your life. So is there any one story, like one key story you can share that maybe is in your book, is not in your book that give you a sense of hope or can give people a sense of hope or your ER story or anything like that, anything you would like to share? Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, maybe, I mean, there's a really cute story in that it is in the book, but it's about, um, like being in India with my grandmother and seeing like farm to table for the first time. And should we do that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tell us the story. So in summers, my parents would always take us to India to visit, you know, my grandparents and family. And with all my allergies and everything, we always had one huge suitcase that had the Sonia food, the American, you know, food uh, for, because we're first gen Indian American. Uh, My siblings and I didn't want to like be stuck in a country where we didn't have like Twinkies and ding dongs and cereal and things like that. So my mom would always bring like pasta and pasta sauce and all this like carby, you know, stuff that later we learned, right. Wasn't good for my health in general anyway. Um, and there was this one day where everybody was out, but it was me and my grandmother and I was really young. And, uh, there was this woman who was like screaming from the top of her lungs outside of, they lived in like a high rise building and, I was like, oh my God, this woman is screaming. And so I ran to the window and put the little stool down and I stepped up and I looked down and she had this huge basket like on her head and she's walking down the street, like screaming at the top of her lungs. And my grandmother comes and says something to her in our language. And then, you know, the woman, you know, she basically says to the woman, like, come on up. And I was like, oh my God, my grandmother has now invited the screaming woman up to our house. Like, why? Who is this woman? Why would she do that? And so I like jolted to the door, which I couldn't even reach. And I'm waiting and waiting. And um, there's no elevator in the building. So this woman had to walk up all the stairs with the big basket on her head. And I was like a child. My eyes were so wide when my grandmother opened the door and I see this woman. And she was like, so skinny, so like, pruned skin from just being in the sun with this big basket on her head. And I was mesmerized. And so she came into the kitchen and my grandmother made like a cup of tea for her. And she took the basket down and in the basket were like all these vegetables. And there's like a little scale and never in my life. had I'd seen this. And so she gives, you know, my grandmother gives her some tea And they're now in our language, like talking about what ingredients and she takes out her little scale and she puts some vegetables on one side and weighs them on the other side. And, and she looks at me and she says something, you know, in our language. And at that time I didn't know how to speak. So my grandmother says to her, like, she's from America. She doesn't understand (laughs) anything that you said. And this woman had like never seen an Indian child, but from America before. So we're kind of like in this interaction, like we've never seen each other before. Our eyes are both like, wow, like I'm this entity, you know, like as an Indian child, but from a foreign country, but she's this entity to me that I've never seen in the US. And so my grandmother and her, they start kind of haggling over pricing. And so they come up with some price and she 
puts all those vegetables, you know, in a big basket um, for my grandmother, finishes her tea, puts her basket back on and heads back downstairs. And I, when she gets down the stairs, she starts screaming again. And I ran back you know, to the window and I called, you know, for her and she looked up and I waved and she waved. And it was like the biggest, biggest thrill and joy of my life because what I had just witnessed was like pure farm to table. Wow. You know, like she goes to the market where, where she gets all these vegetables. She puts them in her basket on a daily basis. She walks through neighborhoods with this heavy, heavy basket and people will call her up into their house like we did. And then she'll show us like what she has. We select, you know, we exchange the price. It's all done in cash and she has a beautiful cup of tea and then she's off to the next customer. And I never, ever in my life witnessed something like this, you know, in the U.S. where we go to the supermarket and everything's prepackaged and boxed and frozen. and it. It, that lesson would come back to me many, many moons later as an adult after I moved to California and started really seeing farmers markets and, you know, figuring out how I should be eating to benefit my general health, right? My overall yeah. health. Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful story. I know it kind of reminds me of like when people say, oh yeah, your mom's cooking is just out of love, you know? And I believe it's so true because if it's far from table, it's like genuine, like, you know, women who are working hard and they're just literally farming themselves and making the fresh food, right? No GMO, no artificial things, you know, and they're making it out of their own, you know, from their own hands. And it's just so beautiful just to think about it and witness that, you know, having that experience, especially with like the the two worlds kind of coming together. That's so wonderful. I love to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it's definitely one of my favorite memories of, of, you know, visiting India. Yeah, that's awesome. So um, kind of wrapping up a little bit, I wanted yeah. to ask you a question. I say on, Insta- on Instagram, you do these like Tuesday lives, I think, right? So what are those about? Tell the audience a little bit. Yeah, so last year I've been doing, you know, Instagram lives every Tuesday and you know, it was a great thing to do to just start once the, you know, I book published, I just wanted to like spend more time and, and kind of get out there and, you know, have people really see me and see the real me. Right. And, and, you know, there are 20 minutes once a week. Um, you know, I feel like nobody has like an hour anymore to like do these long things. So 20 minutes is like the perfect time. And, and it just was like, you know, when I, I always think about these things in like threes, right? That's why three to be. And I feel like, you know, each week was a different topic where I was leaving like three important things to like think about for the week or three things that I've learned all related to like food allergies, all related to like, you know, holistic health. Um, and so I'm looking forward to doing all that stuff, um, you know, again now soon. And there's going to be some, you know, interesting and fun stuff that I'll be launching this year. So I'm really excited about that as well. So yeah, so if you're on Instagram, definitely connect, um, you know, or you can always reach me on my website, soniahunt.com. But, um, you know, I, I love Instagram because for me, it is like a mood board, right? Like, I, I don't want to run it like an enterprise. I want to just put on Instagram, like fun stuff that I love. So you might catch like what I'm cooking, lots of stuff about my dog, you know, products I love or places I'm at or or people that, 
wow, people that are buying my book and I put their photo up, like that means so much to me. You're like a true influencer, <laughs> like all that, you know, and, and you're just so real and you have so much wisdom to share. So thank you so much. And do you have it? I do this little last segment. It's called words of wisdom. And it just kind of shows a little bit droplets of everybody's wisdom in every single episode. So what is that wisdom that you can share to parents or kids who are listening right now who have food allergies? What is something that you can share to wrap up the episode? Yeah, I would say, you know, again, like one of the biggest lessons I learned in all of this is just like, you know, please, please take the time and the energy um, to love yourself. You know, every one of us is so unique and so beautiful and has so much to give. And when we're going through these really, really life-threatening, incredibly hard health situations, that can get lost and you just get so down on yourself. Um, but I would say, you know, I wish I had like this champion always telling me like, you know, I want you to believe in yourself. I want you to love yourself. Someone who like had allergies and was going through, you know, my parents always told me that, but like, so if you're out there listening, I am telling you that you are loved. You know, I want you to love yourself and, and, you know, think of, you know, think of like all of this as like your life's work, right? You're trying to figure out what's going on with your food allergies. You know, maybe you want to do something like I did where you want to see if you can, you know, eliminate them or get healthy as you age. That's, you know, stuff you can do over a lifetime. It doesn't happen overnight. And so you have to really enjoy every moment of your life. And you can do that if you're starting from a place of love. That's great. Yeah. I mean, just love yourself and, um, you are truly superwoman, Sonia, with all <laughs> you're going through everything in your journey. I will link all of the your information in the bio. I will link her book in the bio and everything. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much, Sonia, for thank being you. on the podcast again. It was so much fun to catch up. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening to Less Panic, More Peace, new episodes every month. Peace out.